Hey there, it's Gary Parish. It's Friday, August 6, 2021. Welcome back to the CBS Sports Eye on College Basketball Podcast, where we sometimes discuss camel fighting dodo birds and leaky black. Matt Norlander is here with me. And big recruiting news on a Friday night. Jalen Duren, the number one ranked prospect in the class of 2022, according to 24-7 Sports, has committed to the University of Memphis. And while making that announcement, he also acknowledged that, yes, he is going to reclassify to 2021, meaning that barring a surprise, Jalen Duren is going to be the starting center for Penny Hardaway's Tigers this upcoming season. Dead leg, your thoughts? No, I think I need your thoughts. You haven't had a chance to talk about this today, have you? I've been talking about this for about three straight days, two hours a day. Talking about it with your wife in the off in the off hours over dinner in the morning? I'm not certain my wife knows who Jalen Duren is even at this moment. But um, I, I do have a radio show that airs in afternoon drive uh, in Memphis, Tennessee, five days a week. And obviously, Jalen Duren and Imani Bates uh, have been big topics of conversation throughout the week. We'll get to Bates in a, in a few here. How about how about this becoming the Eye on Jalen Duran podcast in the past month? Can we so <laughs> that coming? What's going on here? Not only that, we'll get to what this means for Mr. Duran and that Memphis program. Uh, sit back for about 12, 15 seconds. We got we got it. We got to go with this right now. I know what number one players in the country usually look like. I simply just did not see that with Jalen Durant. Seven out of ten times, I'm taking Kentucky. But he could also go pro. I think Bates is a better player. Jalen Durant is going to reclassify. One thing about me, I've heard it all. He's heard it all. So how about this? I'm live on radio. Jalen Durant announces that he's committing to the University of Memphis. My producer says he's released a video. Do you want to just play the video? I said, sure. We told people they'd be able to hear Jalen Duren's announcement. Paul Biancardi led us astray, by the way. He tweeted, and I love Paul, but he tweeted, Jalen Duren's announcement is going to be uh, on SportsCenter. And I'm like, okay, well, then we'll just stream SportsCenter at 530. And then it was like, no, the Twitter account connected to SportsCenter <laughs> will tweet a video of Jalen Duren around 530. So we a little we a little mixed up. Perhaps, perhaps it's just... Um, uh, communication breakdown, as uh, Robert Plant might say. So uh, my producer says, hey, listen, they just tweeted a video. There is no like live announcement. It's just like a tweeted video. Do you want to play the video? I said, yeah, we promised the people that they would get to hear from Jalen Duren. So let's let them hear from Jalen Duren. Hit play. This dude hit play. And the first thing I heard was me. I was like, what? What? A, this is confusing. How did I How did I become a part of the announcement? But I was a part of the announcement. First thing I heard was me. Second thing I heard was you. I just... I mean, this this came out. This it, it's it's the fact. First of all, there's no shot Jalen Duran listened to that podcast. I want to know who listened to it, who got back to him. Because again, this is out to 37.9 million Twitter followers on SportsCenter. Apparently, it was on his Instagram. Everything. So who knows how many? And when they're waiting to see where Jalen Duran's going to go, this is what pops up first. I know what number one players in the country usually look like. I simply just did not see that with Jalen Duran. Seven out of ten times, I'm taking Kentucky. What? <laughs> what? Why am I in there? What do you mean? Oh, because well, because uh, in, the, in the past week, you have said Jalen Duran's going to Kentucky. Jalen Duran's going to Miami. You've said everything I, I other than Memphis. I never said fake news. I never said he was going to Kentucky. I said, normally, you talk, <laughs> talk to me about a top five prospect, and Kentucky's involved. Seven out of ten times, I'm taking Kentucky. And the other three times, they, they, took, I you, they took you out of context there. Severely out of context. But to the person or people listening to this podcast that use this, 
It's just amazing. I just absolutely incredible. I, mean, I, there. I would, I would be surprised if Jalen Durham was a subscriber to the Ion College Basketball Podcast, if I'm being honest. But, dude, w- within 30 minutes of us publishing that podcast from Peach Jam, I had people who were clearly connected to Jalen Durham, like, sending me direct messages. <laughs> like, you don't know what you're talking about. Like, they were fired up. So, I think a likely scenario is um, somebody close to Jalen Duran heard what I said and then he listened to it. Like, I, I don't think that's crazy. Like if somebody said, Joe GP, man, they were wearing you out on this thing, on this podcast. I might, you know, after I had a couple of drinks go, okay, let me hear what they, they what they really said. And then if I were going to make a commitment video, I might put some of those haters words right at the top, right of it. at the top. How about that? And now semi irony of all ironies, he's going to play at Memphis. At least that's the plan. Oh, by the way, the other part of all this is that I did have Miami as my prediction until this morning when in between writing about the amazing Allison Felix getting yet another uh, Olympic medal, I made a few calls on this and uh, one particularly good source who I trust outright changed his mind the past four or five days. He said, I did think it was going to be a Miami. It's going to be Memphis. And one of the reasons uh, this person attributed uh, that change was, listen, Miami, Jalen Duran had been taking coursework to be able to reclassify on time. We actually even had someone tweet at us. I'll read this exact tweet here. and says, on the next, this is Harry Mays' liver. Hell of a name there. On the next pod, can you please lay out the logistics of how a 17-year-old can bang out a full year of school in one summer while also busy training and traveling for basketball? Um, I hate to break it to you, but this is not exactly something new. This has been going on at the prep level in basketball for decades. There, I cannot give you the exact specifics of the courses that Jalen Duran was taking. All I can tell you is the wheels were in motion on him to reclassify for months now. And apparently Memphis got this all settled up because I talked to two different people about this very specific thing. And the understanding, like going into the EYBL season down in uh, North Augusta was, listen, if he's going to reclassify and try and play college basketball this season, the one school that has been effectively with him the whole time on this, understanding how to get that done was Miami. It hired uh, his former uh, assistant on the grassroots circuit, DJ Irving, which I had I had a coach hit me up today. And I, I got no issue with whatever Jim Laranagan wants to do on his staff. And I hope DJ Irving is going to be just fine. But he's like, Jalen Dern is not going to Miami. I'm fi- I'm firing that assistant coach. We, ha- we hire him to the staff. You know, Kate Cunningham went and played at Oklahoma State. We've seen this time and time again. But Memphis, I mean, you can speak to this better than I can, GP. But it was, by this morning, it was like Memphis got in there and was able to turn this. They are going to get Jalen Duran when he commits later on this evening. That, in fact, was the situation. And now we just we basically wait and see on if and when he gets cleared, which is the expectation. So, so, something similar happened last year with Musa Cisse. He reclassified, then he got cleared. I want to say he got cleared. You remember, I want to say that was like within a week or two of the season starting. Someone told me that the process Duran is going through right now, very similar to how Memphis got Cisse cleared a year ago. So it would be my expectation he's going to play. But nonetheless, we have... I mean, it's a Friday in the offseason. We're podcasting after 8 o'clock at night. What's this dude doing? But... It's interesting drama, and Memphis is obviously a, a, a relevant team with him going to that program. On that point, like it's Friday night, what are we doing? What a weird time to announce a commitment. Yeah. Like, why, like Friday night is for news dumps. 
Like you're, you're supposed to announce on a Friday night that you're facing tax fraud allegations, not, not that you're committing to the University of Memphis or anywhere else. Like, um, you know, like I, it could have been better for everybody and for him to get even more exposure if you do this middle of the week, early in the day. You know, Friday night, um, you know, at 6.30 Eastern, you know, people are clocked out. The radio shows are over. And so it's just a weird time. I don't care, but it was yeah. strange timing. It's not what I would have advised. Um, to your question about, you know, how does somebody get this done? Um, they just do. That, 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 that's the simplest and, and most honest answer. They just do. And they often do. And it almost never doesn't work. And I remember you saying at one point that you had been told, that, you know, the one school that can get this done is Miami. And I don't doubt for a second you were told that, but I remember thinking, if not saying, like, Memphis can get this done. They just got it done with Musa Cisse. Like, Musa Cisse transferred to Lausanne Collegiate School in Memphis, did one year there, and then was able to um, reclassify and, and quote, graduate high school in time to, to play as a freshman at Memphis in what would have otherwise been his senior year at Lausanne or some other high school. And, you know, it's all rooted in online classes. Like, like um, Jalen Duren is not like sitting down in a classroom mm-hmm. getting this done. It's happening in online classes that are approved by the NCAA and every coaching staff in division one knows how to get this done. If they want to get it done, Duke has done it with uh, Marvin Bagley Memphis has now done it with Musa Cisse, about to do it with Jalen Duran. This is not an abnormal thing. It's an abnormal thing for, like, your neighbor's kid. Like, you're not going to hear about your neighbor's kid reclassifying in, in August <laughs> and then and enrolling in college a, a few weeks later. Like, that's not going to happen yeah. to your neighbor's kid. But for high-level basketball prospects, it's, um, it's a very normal thing that happens all the time. All right. Let's talk about where – before we get to the questions with Amani Bates and what could be coming there or not, we'll see. Um, here's Memphis's likely starting five as of right now when we're talking. You'd have Duran clearly playing the five. Uh, Landers Nolly, DeAndre Williams, Lester Quinones, Earl Timberlake, I would think is, would be the top five there. Certainly an interesting team. Uh, I, I had one... I had one coach uh, not in that league reach out and say, <laughs> I mean, he, his expectation is Memphis is going to be a Ooh-la-la. show this year. <laughs> Maybe leading up to this, it was a bit of a Ooh-la-la. show. Um, and not as a completely derogatory thing, but just that combination of basketball players, the styles they play, and the personalities there. So I can't wait to watch them. Where do you have Memphis ranked now? You updated, obviously, the top 25 of one. This has got to be ver- closing on version 30.0. Uh, where are the Tigers? We are in version 23.0, and the Tigers are 17th in the top 25 and one now. And the five players you named, I think, are the five best players. The problem, of course, is that none of them are point guards. <laughs> like, they don't have a they don't have a high-level point guard on the roster. They have Alex Lomax, and he's... He's what he is. He's, he's somebody Penny trust and um, he can play that position, but he's very small. He's a non-shooter and he's just limited in what he could do. You know, in, in, if I keep talking, I'm going to end up in Alex Lomax's announcement. Yeah, you so, are. <laughs> so I'll just stop there and say that if I were, if this were the NBA and it was possible, I would package Earl Timberlake and Lester Quinones for, a top 
10 point guard in college basketball because they've got a lot of really good pieces. And now they've got an interesting blend of, of legitimate NBA talent and experienced, you know, guys who have been, you know, in, in college basketball, you know, with Chandler Lawson being, you know, another transfer who is now a junior has helped Oregon win back-to-back outright Pac-12 titles. Like he wasn't leading scorer or even, you know, fourth leading scorer, but you know, he played, he was in the rotation for, you know, Pac-12 outright champions in back-to-back years. They bring back Tyler Harris from Iowa state. They enroll the top 50 freshman named Josh Minot. They've got a lot of really good pieces, but there is an obvious question at point guard. You know, I, I know that some have assumed, well, Lester Cunionis will play the one and he might, but, he hasn't done it much in yeah. the past two years. If he were the obvious answer at point guard, and I want to be clear, I think he's a, a terrific college player. Plays hard, guards, can make a shot. I like him. But I don't know that he is needs to be the guy who initiates your offense. So they might try that, and perhaps it'll work, but I could also envision a scenario where Alex Lomax is the primary point guard at Memphis, at which point you don't have your five most talented players on the court together as often as you otherwise would. But, and this is just floating around, um, there's some thought that they might try Amani Bates at point guard if they were to secure a commitment from Amani Bates, which at this point is the expected outcome, according to most people I'm talking to. Um, you'll remember we were at the, in North Augusta a few weeks ago, uh, the week before Peach Jam, but while the EYBL circuit was there, and we were talking to a coach who used to be involved in the Imani Bates recruitment. Like this coach was recruiting Imani Bates at one point. And this coach said definitively, everything I'm hearing is Imani Bates is going to reclassify and go to Memphis. And I've heard nothing but similar things since then. So there is a better than good chance that Memphis isn't done, that they're also going to add Imani Bates, which would mean they would enroll in the same class, the players who were ranked first and second in the class of 2022, according to 24 seven sports, they're now both in the class of 2021. And I saw Eric Bossi tweet this earlier. Now the class of 2021 rankings will go still Chet Holmgren at one, mm-hmm. Paulo Bencaro at two, I think Jaden Hardy at three, and then Jalen Dern four and Amani Bates five. So there's still two top five prospects in the class of 2021. And to circle back to the top of that video, that's all I ever said is that I didn't think he looked like a typical number one player. And now technically speaking, Jalen Dern is no longer <laughs> the number one ranked player in, excuse oh, me, in his class. Look at you. You're gonna... look, 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 you can, everybody can get their jokes off, but it looks like GP was right again. As for Bates, uh, I talked with someone earlier on Friday who said, it's certainly Memphis is possible. Now Bates obviously would reclassify. He's not even eligible for the 22 draft. So there's, there's a lot going on with the Imani Bates stuff. And we'll, I would think it's almost definite. We're going to talk about him plenty on another podcast later on this month. But um, if he does this and he goes to Memphis, is it going to be like, I'm going to go for college for a year, see how it goes and become a two year player or go for college for a year and then straight up take a year off or go for college for a year and then go try to do a thing in the G League, or flip that entirely and say, uh, you know, I'm just not going to go to college at all, and I'm just going to wait two years until I'm draft eligible. A lot of questions out there, and this person also said, listen, it, it, it don't necessarily count out like the 
potential that maybe Oregon could actually pull this well, off. Sure. Now, now, Amani Bates and Jalen Duran, I'm told, are uh, decently close. There's been a little bit of an exaggeration about how close they are overall. Like, they're not best, best buds, but that's something as well. And then if you're if you're Amani Bates and you're going to a, a program like Memphis, like, you know, maybe you're going to embrace this. They did play. I want to be clear on this. They played for team final earlier this year. And then the only reason why they didn't play on the same team on the EYBL circuit and at the Peach Jam was there are actual Nike grassroots rules that prevented Amani Bates from playing on the team because he's not from like team finals from uh, the greater Philadelphia area, Pennsylvania area. Amani Bates is from Michigan. So unless you are in a bordering state or within a certain like 200 mile radius uh, of your home residence, you're not allowed to just team up and play on another team. So that's why they didn't play together on the circuit this season. Maybe there's still going to be a desire there. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, Bates has said uh, that he, I think he, I want to give Goodman credit here because I think he told Goodman earlier this week that, um, yeah, he's considering Michigan State, which unless something's changed in the past 40, I, I don't, I don't think that's happening. Uh, Michigan State, Oregon, and Memphis. So we will. And the G League. And the G League, of course. And, and so we'll wait and see on all of that. If Bates goes to Memphis, I mean, I'm. Uh, bring it, bring it the hell on! Uh, give me, as, give me as much uh, interest and intrigue with any college program you can possibly give to us. Uh, not to mention that would be absolutely hilarious because there was no shortage of people uh, that were extremely adamant that Imani Bates would never play in college, and he still might not. But if he does, uh, there will certainly be some crow to be handed out there. Um, well, let me let me stop you there for a second because yeah. you're right. There was a time where it seemed wildly unlikely that Imani Bates would ever play college basketball. You know what changed? Name, image, likeness. And that's the other story here. Are you looking for a new basketball shoe? If so, this is Gary Parrish here to tell you that the New Balance 2-Way V4 features the groundbreaking use of fuel cell technology with fresh foam creating the ultimate combination of rebound and cushioning. Every step feels explosive and dynamic, and the upper construction features a lightweight textile that's supportive and breathable. So whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the 2-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the 2-Way at newbalance.com. You know, I don't doubt for a second that the influence of Penny Hardaway is a factor here. That Memphis, you know, being the place where Derrick Rose played and a place that enrolled the number one prospect in the country in 2019, I don't doubt that played a role. I don't doubt that the presence of Larry Brown, a Hall of Fame coach who's won championships both at the NCAA and NBA level, I don't doubt that played a role. I don't doubt that the possible addition of Rashid Wallace to the staff played a role. You want to know what played the biggest role? Name, image, likeness. Jalen Duren walked away from a lot of money from the G League. And if Amani Bates goes to college, he'd be walking away from a lot of money from the G League. But guess where there's money? At Memphis. And exposure. And, and, and you don't disappear for a year. You're on television twice a week for four months. Um, I, I'm confident that Jalen Duran and Amani Bates both know that they're not leaving money on the table by going to college. Kate Cunningham did. Um, you know, Evan Mobley did. But the rules have now changed. And one of the things I've said for years is that whenever this becomes a thing, first, the NCAA cannot prevent it from being a recruiting tool. They can say they want to, but they, it's impossible to do. And you fast forward to the past four weeks, we've had Nick Saban bragging about his quarterback making nearly a million dollars. Ed Orgeron actually instructing his boosters to go pay our players. You can do that now. Go do it. <laughs> that was it. an amazing moment. And I don't think there is any doubt 
in 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 this world that Amani Bates and Jalen Duran know what's available to them at Memphis. And it is wild to think about. One of the reasons, just one of the reasons, but one of the reasons Memphis has for decades, my entire life, been thought of as a possibly sketchy program is because there is a lot of things and people connected to the program. Um, there. You know, the, the final fours have been vacated. <laughs> I don't know why you're using possibly sketchy. We're talking about multiple seasons in which postseason appearances were vacated. <laughs> okay, well, how about this? I'll just speak um, factually. Memphis has been to three final fours. Two of them are vacated. Okay. Great. Times. So now, okay. So incredible cor- corporate partners and um, passionate, wealthy boosters could be the type of thing that gets you in trouble once upon a time. Guess what it is now? It's a weapon. It's a massive advantage. And don't ever forget, FedEx bought Memphis's way, more or less, into the Big East once upon a time. And I promise you, if the Big 12 is trying to make additions after Texas and Oklahoma League, FedEx is going to be there again to try to, to help Memphis because it is obviously headquartered here in Memphis. The, the, the Fed, WGC FedEx St. Jude Invitational is happening right now. It became a WCGC event only because FedEx made it. And now it's going to be a playoff event starting next week, starting next year. You want to know why? Because FedEx said, that's what we want. And we swing in a big stick. So when you got that, that, that type of corporate support, and that didn't even take into account all of the just wealthy local business owners who love Tiger basketball and idolize Penny and would do anything for him or that program. Well, guess what? They can now do anything for that program and it's okay to do. And it's going, I've said this for a long time. The schools with the most passionate boosters and the biggest corporate backing are going to flourish in the name, image, and likeness era as long as the athletic departments just get out of the way and let it happen. File the paperwork. Don't ask too many questions. Let it go. And I don't think it's a stretch to say that without name, image, and likeness rights becoming a thing over the past six weeks, Jalen Duran would not be committed to play at Memphis right now. And I don't think Imani Bates would be seriously considering college. All right. I'm not going to have a stick around too, too late here on a Friday night, but I want to hit on one more thing with you. You know, how Jalen Duran is going to be as a player next season, let's just presume he's going to be available for the entire season. Uh, even removing, oh, by the way, like the fact that he's going and is Memphis going to be handed a postseason ban? Like, I, who the hell knows? That was another element to all this. But let's let's just say that, they don't, although I think that's very much on the table for next season. Who the hell knows? Um, where if, like, blind... This is just a blind question, okay? And this might not be where he lands when we do this later in the fall, but taking into account what you saw with Duran <laughs> that led us to talking about him for 25 minutes in person in that Peach Jam podcast, um, you know, dominant post player, you know, immovable in the paint. When he's going, uh, just a, a huge force, elite rebounder. He's got, you know, I, I don't think he can't shoot. I think actually can, he can shoot a little bit, but he would just prefer to pay the rent and the paint for the most part. So with that in mind, uh, I've got a number in my head, but I want to see what you give me first before I tell you where I have it. Where do you think, where would you blindly put him on your list of top 101 players for college for next season? How about this? I don't think he'll be a top two player at Memphis. Okay. And I don't even think, I know this comes across the wrong way. Like, I got it. I ain't trying to get into another Let's video. Go. Get the edit going again. Here we go. 
I'm just saying, I like I think he's he's a fabulous pickup for Memphis. Evidence being that I put Memphis from unranked all the way up to 17th in the top 25 and one, one spot behind Illinois after it added Kofi Coburn. Now I think adding a proven commodity, second team All American like Kofi Coburn, is probably more impactful than adding Jalen Duran. That's why that is exactly why I left Memphis one spot behind Illinois. But, but like, I, I think he's really good, and I think he's going to be really good. When I talked about he doesn't look like a number one player, I meant number one players typically look like guys that are going to be number one picks in an NBA draft, and I just didn't see that. Happy to be wrong, but I didn't see it. And, you know, again, I'm not trying to do anything other than be honest. I still don't think he's going to be a number one pick in, in an NBA draft. You know, like, could he be a top five pick? Sure. Top 10 pick? Yeah. Even I got him going in the lottery, but I, he doesn't strike me as the type of Imani Bates. I think Imani Bates could be the number one pick in a draft someday. Jalen Duran, I'm going to have a little more trouble seeing that. But I think he's going to be a high caliber starting center for Memphis who provides, um, you know, strength in the paint, who rebounds, alters shots, mm-hmm. and, you know, is maybe the third or fourth leading scorer on the team. But that says more about the presence of Landers Nolly and DeAndre Williams than it does, you know, uh, uh, than it does Jalen Duran. You know, DeAndre Williams is an old, proven, high motor, you know, involved in everything, productive player. Like, he was Memphis' most important player last season. And Landers Nolly is just going to get shots. I mean, he's just going to take shots. And yes. so, yeah, you know, okay. I, I don't know where I would put – come on actually put to get back to your question where would i have him in a top 100 ranking for college basketball players um i got a number i want to hear yours first well okay let's say i would do three all-american teams i wouldn't have him on those no shot memphis doesn't have three of the 15 best players in college basketball next season not right no way yeah I, there's I, nothing I can say right now just, that's going to be true. No one's, and, no and, one's and listening to this podcast. And, and, and inoffensive. <laughs> I don't mean this as I, I don't know, like in the 40s okay. or 50s? You're lower than me. I, I, I'm, I'm at like 25. But I, mean, I, I, 25. Well, I, haven't, I haven't broken everything down yet. But I thought about this right like three minutes before I called you. I was like, where, you know, top he'll be top five in the class. This just isn't normally the case, GP. Top five player in a class going in to be a freshman. Eh, fourth or fifth, we might have around four, 25 in a given year on our top. Uh, I don't see him getting to 40 because uh, shouts to Kyle Boone. David Cobb will also do this with us. But I, I, what, I'll say this. What you're broadly saying should be accurate, though. Like, Memphis will not have three of the 25 best players in college basketball next season. I I will have Duran as a top two player. But I hear your case, and you know Memphis as well as anyone, about how you think he'll be the third best player or the third most important, however you want to define those terms. But yeah, it, he, he might be. I'm not ruling that out. I'm just like, you, people are usually blown away by points per game and rebounds per game. And I don't think he's going to be somebody who's averaging 50. Like, I think James Wiseman would have averaged 15 and 10 if he would have played that entire season at Memphis. We saw what Evan Mobley just did from a production standpoint. I'd, I'd be surprised if Jalen Duran is that type of productive one-year player. But that has something to do with his teammates. Um, and it's not just strictly about him. You know, I don't think he's going to have Evan Mobley-type numbers or what James Wiseman would have done or what Jalil Okafor once did or what DeAndre Ayton did. Um, but I think he's going to be a very good and important piece to a Memphis team that if you add Amani Bates to it is, I think, a legitimate national title contender.
How long till you have Jalen Dern on your radio show? I'd have him on Monday if he wants to do it. Let's let's make it happen. I uh like yeah like I got people like tweet like oh J- Jalen Duran's gonna like, first I don't I don't I've never been beat up by a basketball player <laughs> only came close one time. Shouts to Chris Massey, but I've never actually been beat up by a basketball. So I don't think that's happening. By all accounts, he's a nice young man. I I I realize if you want to take a clip of somebody saying this guy's not doesn't look like a number one prospect to me. It like sounds good, but like I'm not. I've never been like I know what number one players in the country usually look like. I simply just did not see that with Jalen Durant. He's a bum, or he's never going to play in the NBA. I've said two two things. These are the only two things I've ever said about Jalen Duran that matter. I know what number one players in the country usually look like. I simply just did not see that with Jalen Duran, and I'd be surprised if he actually measured at six foot ten. Perhaps that'll be the next bit. I get to measure Jalen Duran with you my should. own. Yeah. Can we stack two of you on top of each other, and will you be taller than Jalen Duran if we do that? I don't think there's any doubt. I don't think there's any doubt either. I think you put me on top of me. I'd post up Jalen Duran. <laughs> I'd love to see that. A- He's going to be really good. And, and, and Memphis fans are excited. How about this? If he would have stayed in the class of 2022, then – Two number one ranked players in a span of four classes would have enrolled at the University of Memphis. James Wiseman and then uh, Jalen Duran in between. So Wiseman was 19. And then you got Cade Cunningham in 20 going to Oklahoma State. And then in 21, Chet Holmgren going to Gonzaga. And then in 22, it would have been Jalen Duran going to Memphis. Who would have ever thought this, that in a four-year span, the number one player in the country goes to Memphis, Oklahoma State, Gonzaga, Memphis. I love it. Circumstances, whatever. I think that's interesting and uh, decent for the sport. All right, it's, let's get out of here. Yeah, the Mets and Phillies are tied 1-1 in the top of the fourth. First place in the NL East is on the line, talk, no, leg. I, 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 we, I don't even want to be talking to you about your freaking Mets, okay? You got my guy. So First place in the NL East is on the line with Javi Baez that's playing shortstop for cool. the New York Mets. Not cool. Dude, he had, a, he had an incredible home run two weeks ago and then came back and struck out five times. That's what he does. <laughs> That's actually That's what he does. does. He's, he is as watchable as any player in Major League Baseball, but he will do that to you. He will do that. Shouts to Devin Downey. Shouts to Chester, South Carolina. Shouts to Epe Udo. Legend. Shouts to Lauren. Now, thank you guys and gals for listening once again to the Island College Basketball Podcast in the middle of the dumbest pandemic of my lifetime. It really, I know I've been saying that for a long time. It has undeniably become a real super dumb pandemic. I mean, couldn't be dumber. This is, uh, don't don't you dare challenge it. This is so dumb. The whole the whole thing is so dumb. We've had vaccines for months, and we're still in the dumbest pandemic of my lifetime. I don't know what to do with these variants. My God! If you haven't subscribed yet, please go subscribe anywhere you subscribe to podcasts, including Apple Podcasts. We'd appreciate it. We'll talk to you again next week. Till then, take care. Seven out of ten times, I'm taking Kentucky. You can now relive the best moments of the UEFA Champions League 24-7. The UEFA Champions League channel is a new 24-hour streaming channel serving non-stop goals, highlights, and full match replays from the world's most prestigious club competition. Reminisce on your favorite moments, legendary players, and brilliant goals with the UEFA Champions League channel, streaming around the clock on Pluto TV and the CBS Sports app.